from the studios of WFPK in Louisville, Kentucky. Welcome to the final episode of the Weekly Feed for 2014. I'm Kyle Meredith, and keeping with our December theme of looking back at the best tracks of the year, I'll be spending this final installment revisiting songs from The Smashing Pumpkins, Mark Ronson, Tom York, Bell and Sebastian, and Slater Kinney. And oh, do we have some great guests dropping by too. Uh, Damian Rice is here, Matthew from Cage the Elephant later on, and the legendary Les Claypool by the end of the show. Now, it was definitely great news that the Decemberists brought their hiatus to an end with a promised LP by early 2015. The first listen arrived mid-November has been perfect soundtrack for the colder weather. Here is Make You Better on the best of 2014 on the weekly feed. I want you thin fingers. I wanted you.
don't love you for what it's worth. So if you're leaving in hearts, sharing awesome, this is goodbye. Come here lately and you fly. Best of 2014 on the weekly feed. That's the Smashing Pumpkins with Being Beige. For the 10th Pumpkins disc, Monuments to an Elegy, Corgan proved that he still has quite the talent for concise pop songs, giving us one of their most accessible discs in quite some time. Also, look for Corgan himself to drop by the weekly feed in February. Speaking of guests, it's time we look back at one of my favorite conversations of the year. 
It had been eight years since we had last heard from Damien Rice, so there was plenty to catch up on, not just on his whereabouts, but the comeback album, my favorite Faded Fantasy as well. The Weekly Feed. As, as I'm listening to this new record, my favorite Faded Fantasy, I don't think I've complimented you on how amazing this record is. Uh, with all of these, you know, that I can't help but look at within the lyrics as, as to the, the little clues, the breadcrumbs as to how you got here, uh, where, where in one of the songs you repeat, it takes a lot. And it's always, it takes a lot to something. And, and, and one of the lines that really jumps out is, it takes a lot to ask for help. Yeah, it does. It's, I mean, it's a, it, I find it's really classic. You know, we're, we're, you know, we grow up in this society where we're taught, particularly as men, you know, to, uh, to be strong and independent. And, uh, and, and, and that sometimes is, is, you know, we push that to an extreme where it's just like, oh, I, I cannot be seen to cry and I cannot be seen to be vulnerable and I cannot be seen to be weak. And so we, we you know, so often walk around with this fake facade of strength and fake facade of, you know, independence and fake facade of happiness. And, and, and I, I just, I, I don't know, I just kind of hit a place where I'm like, I'm just tired of running around pretending to be something that I'm not, you know. I have no problem now. Uh, if I feel like crying, I'll just cry, you know. And I have no problem uh, just recognizing my total weaknesses and uh, vulnerabilities and uh, none at all. And, and, and in fact, when I do that, uh, I feel so much stronger and feel authentically stronger after the fact, you know. It's yeah. like... Uh, kind of grew with this notion that you know if if you tell somebody your weaknesses you 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 appear weak or you look weak and my experience is that when you when you actually share stuff like that you end up in reality so much stronger and, and I don't I don't mean to belittle uh, anything that you've dealt with with your friends passing away but but I, I think that's what it came to when we were asking you know when when fans were you know they started to wonder when when the album cycle had passed and years had gone by, that it, you became quite the mystery. Were you surprised that, that as so many people were still completely on board with you when you did finally decide to return? I, I honestly don't have, a, I don't have a concept in my mind of there are so many people who are still on board. I, I just don't take that on. I have no idea. Yeah. It's none of my business what uh, what other people think, and it's none of my business how many people show up or don't show up or show interest or, or not. And and it, it, it's not about that uh, for me. If if I was to rely on that um, or look for that to feed me, then I think I'd, I'd just end up with a feeling of emptiness, you know. Yeah. What feeds me is just like, uh, is, is all internal stuff. It's like how authentic can I be? How how can I improve what it is I'm doing? That's my business. That's just, that's my work in a sense. And my uh, it's the thing I'm passionate about. The Weekly Feed. More of my conversation with Damien Rice can be seen at theweeklyfeed.org. And now one from his latest LP, The Greatest Bastard, on the best of 2014 on The Weekly Feed. I made you laugh, I made you cry, I made you open up your eyes, didn't I? I helped you open out your wings, your legs and many other things, didn't I? Am I the greatest bastard that you know, the only one who let you go, 
Bastard that you met, the only one you can't forget. Am I the one your truth's been waiting for? Am I just dreaming once again? Some dreams are better when they end. Some make it, mistake it. Some force and some will fake it. I never. Talk our tales. We learn to win and then to fail, didn't we? We learn that lovers love to sing and that losers love to cling, didn't we? Am I the greatest bastard that you know? When will we learn to let this go? We fought so much, we've broken all the charms. Letting go is not the same as pushing someone else away. So please don't let up. You don't know me. Please don't let on. I'm not here. Please don't let on. You don't love me 'cause I know you do. I know. Some make it, mistake it. Some force and some will fake it. But I never meant to let you down. Some fret it, forget it. Some ruin and some regret it. But I never.
I remember that time in Arizona Your cousin showed us the most love We was moving outside, we was moving so fast We crashed her yellow Corolla She was mad on her Motorola Calling her cousin and told her That she should pull up with another set Cause these kids out here wanna go up We moved to a whole nother city Out with Vector Called my friend, his name was Hector Had the things on them for the low Me and you cruising downtown on the go Got Route 66 on the way, top it back Ain't moving no bricks I'll be wishing you well, I'll be wishing you well At the 
the day I be wishing you well, I be wishing you well Even though we're not together I be wishing you well, I be wishing you well You forever, I be wishing you well I be wishing you well When you're on your way I be wishing you well, I be wishing you well At the end of the day I be wishing you well, I be wishing you well Even though we're not together I be wishing you well, I be wishing you well Cause I loved you forever the, the weekly, weekly
debated as the best song of 2014, but I may just have to throw my hat in on that one. That's Mark Ronson with Bruno Mars' Uptown Funk on this best of 2014 edition of the Weekly Feed. We'll get to hear if the rest of the album, Uptown Special, is just as good come early 2015. And the collaboration of Mike Will McConan right before that with Wishing You Well. But oh, there is still so much more to come, including guest appearances from Cage the Elephant and Les Claypool. Don't move. The, the Weekly, Weekly Feed! feed. And listen to the funky bass guitar sound you get with a weekly, weekly feed. The best of 2014 rolls on with some solo Tom York. As usual, the Radiohead frontman used a surprise tactic when he surprised us all with tomorrow's modern boxes. Although what was more surprising was that the only way you could get it was through BitTorrent, which may be why it wasn't celebrated more, or even heard. From it, a brain in a bottle on the weekly feed. Stay 
Feeds best of 2014 edition with Bell and Sebastian's The Party Line, finding Stuart Murdoch and the crew having some 80s style fun. Another favorite interview from the year came from a fellow Kentuckian, Matthew Schultz from Cage the Elephant. The band spent the year riding high on their newest disc, Melophobia, performing obliterating live shows and opening for the likes of the Black Keys. Weekly, Weekly feed. The new the, the new record, Melophobia, I guess it's I guess it's a year old now. This was supposed to be the album that you guys stretched out on. This is supposed to be the album that you found your identity. Mm. Uh, as once again, the press release would say and everything, you know, the, the, the album that you wanted to stop <laughs> being compared to. They always com- say. Yeah. <laughs> the album that you wanted to stop being compared to everybody else. I mean, you're, you're a year, and it usually does take a bit of time for perspective. Has it changed any? Have you been, um, have you been looking at it going, we hit it or missed it by that much? or? You know, I, I think you can always find different areas to grow in. We definitely made a more transparent record than the last and than anything we've ever done. I feel like we've uh, really worked on our our communication skills. You know, music and any art at its barest form is communication. Mm-hmm. You know, I think art for art's sake sucks. Sure. <laughs> you know, like if you are an artiste, you probably are more into fashion and trends. Yeah. Um, so I, I definitely feel like we made some really great discoveries on this record that I hope to continue to apply to the creative process. I don't know if we found our voice. Yeah. I think we discovered some elements that are very important yeah. to unlocking creativity. And so hopefully in the future we can continue to do those things. Yeah, I, find, I guess that's what's interesting because a band comes out and that's the band, that's their sound and everything. And to hear a band coming out of record three, going into record four and saying, now we're still trying to figure out who we are. And it is hard. I mean, that's always been your thing, you know. Explain Cage the Elephant. What do they sound like? Well, I don't know. 
a rock band. Yeah. <laughs> I always tell people, and, uh, easiest said, uh, it's it's in the rock and roll right, world. Yeah, but it, but but to actually hear you guys saying it's like, oh, you know, we're still trying to figure that out ourselves. Like that's that's interesting. Yeah. I think that we're in a time where there's so much collective culture and knowledge mm -hmm. that it's hard to pinpoint something. I mean, rock and roll means so many different things to so many different sure. people. So. But we just want to make music that inspires us and that says something and that holds some of the uh, the nuances of the, the the music that we love from the past and also, you know, hopefully is stretching out and searching for new things to add to it. And Do you ever get worried about you know with fan expectations the way they come around like you know fans hardcore fall in love with the band and you guys have a very big fan base at this point. And the more you kind of experiment, there's always that chance that you're going to go in a direction that, that they're not going to be up for. Hopefully, the thing that our fans are getting into is just an openness to, to change and growth. And, you know, we try to write music that we're into at that time or mm -hmm. whatever's happening. And yes, there's always a fear where you're like, have we gone too far <laughs> this time? But just try to write good songs that connect with people and um, great hooks. Weekly Feed. Matthew Schultz from Cage the Elephant. You can see much more of that interview at theweeklyfeed.org. Here's one from Melophobia, Cigarette Daydreams, on the best of 2014 edition of the Weekly Feed. Did you stand there all alone? Oh, I cannot explain what's going down. I can see you standing next to me. In and out, somewhere else right now. You sigh, look away. I can see it clear as day. Close your eyes, so afraid. Hide behind that baby face. Do 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 Drive all night. 
tears in the pouring rain Wanna find peace of mind this best of 2014 edition of the weekly feed that was will butler with take my side the arcade fire member and brother of win dropped the news of his first solo record just as the year was winding up really promising debut there 
And we've got more from the year that was. And next, a visit from Les Claypool. The Weekly Weekly Feed. Kyle Meredith smells funny. The kid's going to be far out. On the weekly feed. For the final interview in our Best of 2014 series, let's revisit the time Les Claypool dropped by to talk duo to twang and his recreation of the Willy Wonka soundtrack. The, the weekly, weekly feed. feed. Weekly feed, Kyle Meredith. Uh, you might know this fellow over here, Les Claypool. How are you? I am spectacular. Yeah? That's good to hear. Yeah. I, mean, I like checking on Things you. are good. <laughs> you got a lot going on. I have a lot going on. And maybe you always have a lot going on, but it seems like right now there is a bit more going on than usual because, and we're going to run through all of this, uh, there is going to be a new Primus record that's very interesting. Uh, There's a book coming out. And, of course, I've got you uh, here in Louisville, Kentucky as a part of Duo de Twang. Yes, twanging it up. It's only a couple years old, this project, right? That is correct. Yeah, how did it come about? Because... I guess, I guess I find it interesting. There was kind of an Americana explosion that happened a few years ago. And I wouldn't... I've been exploding Americana for <laughs> 30 years. Yeah, well, I wouldn't lump you into that, but it's a very interesting time for you to do this project. We've uh, been progressive Americana. Progressive since, Americana? Since the get-go. Yeah. I don't think I've ever heard you uh, kind of pitch Well, I mean, you know, the l- lyrics of Jerry was a race car driver. You can't get much more Americana than that. Uh, or one known as Big Brown B. Right? That's true. That's true. So or my name is Mud, a tweaker <laughs> smashing his friend in the head with an aluminum yeah. baseball bat. You know, I, my, if you looked at my iPod, which yeah. is jam-packed full of Americana that is, you know, from the 30s sure, and the 20s, sure. and the, that's, that's what I listen to. Yeah. A, a, my kids listen to Mumford and & Sons, yeah. and I've heard some stuff, and it sounds good. Yeah. I don't dislike it. It's hard to equate it to, like, Johnny Horton. But I'm an old guy. Yeah. So Johnny Horton was, you know, I grew up. Yeah. Hearing Johnny Horton in the garage as I was putting slicks on my um, purple American flyer. Yeah. You know, when I looked at your, when I looked at the Duo de Twang's uh, track list, that's definitely one of the ones that stood out. Like, there's fun stuff. Like, you've always kind of done fun covers over your career, and you know, you've got the Bee Gees on this. And I don't know how you come up with the covers. If it's just like, hey, you know, it's a good idea. Let's let's do the Bee Gees. Let's let's do Alice in Chains. Well, let's it's do... more. You know, there's no. It's a lot less pre-thought than most people would think right. you know it's just i mean there's kehoe down there right now click, picking away on his yeah. guitar yeah. and we'll after this we'll go down there and plunk away and we might stumble across something that's interesting you know we were working on holy diver by dio a while ago you know <laughs> doing the twang version of it and we just never completed it yeah but um the Bee Gees thing it just you know i yeah. started twanging away and then those lyrics popped out of my mouth and i was like here we go let's let's do this one are you afraid of when it like it 
Is, is there, like, the, it becomes kitsch at some point. Like, okay, we're doing a bluegrass version of the Bee Gees, and it can be looked at as kitsch. Or, or are you trying to say, like, here's a great pop song, and I want it to be taken seriously at this rootsy, bare-bones version? No, that's way too much thought. <laughs> so it's not anything. It, it's, it's not so it's just, much. It's, it's a pasta being thrown at the walls, and yeah. that, that was a piece that stuck. Yeah. You know, and if I worried about what parts of my career are going to be perceived as, as kitsch, I would have never, I would have never progressed farther than my first record, yeah. you know. The Weekly Feed. Catch the rest of my Les Claypool interview in the video feed at theweeklyfeed.org. And now one from his Duo De Twang album, here is Jerry Was a Race Car Driver on The Weekly Feed's Best 2014.
best of 2014 on the weekly feed, and that definitely includes the reunited Slater Kinney. The power trio roared back to life with the announcement of No Cities to Love after a 10-year absence, and the first single, Bury Our Friends, was a good reminder of just how amazing and important this band is. I hope you enjoyed our run-through of this great year of music. But if you missed any of the other three episodes, you can find the entire series at theweeklyfeed.org. The Weekly Feed is distributed by Louisville Public Media and WFBK Radio Louisville. Stacy Owen is the executive director. Brad Yost, technical engineer. You can find Sean Cannon over at SoundCloud at FPK After Dark. We get extra assistance from WFPK's Laura Shine. Our video feed series plays weekly on Salon.com, this week featuring Lisa Loeb. It's directed, filmed, and edited by Cool World Visual Creations. I'm your host. You can find me at Twitter and Facebook slash Kyle Meredith. We'll see you same time next week with our guest, Paul McCartney. Till then, be good. <laughs>